everyone, it's Shelly here at Emerge Marketing Solutions. Thank you for joining in our faith journey. While the journey may feel long and tiring, know the effort is worth it. You will be transformed by God's word. We are being called to be a beacon of hope for many so that they might see God's love and forgiveness shining through us. I invite you to open your heart, love your neighbor, and enjoy the journey. Despite the harmful influences of our world, prepare to emerge strengthened, for it's in the little things and with God's love and guidance, we can change the world. Good morning, everyone. It is Sunday, the fifth Sunday in Lent. It's March 29th. And we are excited to have you join us today um, on this glorious Sunday. I know it's, uh, I know at least here it's supposed to rain today, and there's been something peaceful about the rain lately. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but it seems to be kind of washing away everything. Um, and it seems like that green grass is just starting to come, the trees are starting to turn colors, and they're starting to bud. So. Uh, it feels like spring and new life is on its way, similar to what, how we feel with Easter coming um, and knowing that new life is coming and the rest is kind of dying out uh, and that brown uh, that we've been watching for the last several months is starting to go away. So let's begin today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we invite you into our lives so that we can know, come to know you and help us to let go of our old body, of our physical being that is, is uh, torn, torn down, beat up, and used. Help us to know that you are the Lord and that we are being called to live in you and to have that rebirth, similar to our, our world, how Everything is brown right now, and as the spring comes, as our sins are washed away, and as, as new growth comes, we become new again. Allow us to know and help us to know that on this journey, that time will come. Help us to trust in you, that we are on this journey with you, and you are there to guide us. Be there with us always. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Yes, so with this uh, rain, it seems to be kind of washing away all of the yuck and the mud. And despite the fact that it seems gloomy and even yesterday was very foggy and it was hard to see, later in the day, the sun did come out. We could start to see a lot of that green grass. And I don't know about you, but it was really uh, truly a blessing um, for us to be able to get out of the house um, and to enjoy ourselves for a little bit on the farm. So um, be thinking about that in ways that you can get out and about um, keeping your distance from others, of course, um, but celebrate when you are out and about, celebrate God's goodness and uh, the new life that we're seeing grow now. So today we learn a lot about our physical being versus our emotional and spiritual well-being. And so in the first reading, it first says, um, Oh, my people, I will, open your, um, I will open your graves and you will rise again. I will put my spirit in you that you may live. You will know that I am the Lord. So we are being called to trust in him, that even if we die and our physical body dies, we will rise again in our spiritual being and emotional being. 
and we can trust in God that that is going to happen. Then we hear in the second reading, if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. So how many of us continue to try to please God in ways that we know because that's our physical being? I think a lot of us try to do that. I know myself included um, in trying to do the things that we know we are capable of. Well, a lot of the ways that we are pleasing to God is not necessarily our physical being, um, but it's in the way that we treat others. And it's those other things that are harder to grasp and understand. So if Christ is in you, although your body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit dwells within you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body. So think about that. God and the one who who helped his son know have to his son had to go through all of that torture and to be and Jesus had to be raised on the cross. But despite all that he went through, despite despite all that went through his physical body, he then rose again so that he could die for all of our sins and come back to life so that he could be our beacon of hope. God is saying in this, this lesson reading right here, he's doing the same for you. He knows that all of our physical beings are beat up, um, are full of sin, are full of um, things that do not please him. However, what he's calling us to do is to plant that spiritual guide inside of us um, so that that can be planted deep within us. Then in the responsorial psalm, or, or the verse before the gospel, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will never die. So think about that. Even if you die, you will never truly die because it's your spiritual being uh, that continues on. Your soul continues on. And so I think, I've been thinking a lot about those who have lost loved ones close to them. I know in our community, there have been many um, who have lost loved ones, many that were way too early, um, much earlier than, than they should have been. And it's really hard for us to grapple with, with their death and the fact that we have lost them physically. But then as we listen to that gospel reading about Martha and Mary and Lazarus, um, I'm going to make a quick side note there. I didn't realize that Lazarus was a brother to Martha, Martha and Mary. And I guess I would even say I didn't realize that Martha and Mary were sisters. I imagined them to be really good friends. Maybe I was imagining them to be uh, like a friend of mine and uh, the closeness that we've had to one another and how we operate totally differently but are still best friends. But I didn't realize that Lazarus was their brother. I've heard this story, both Mary and Martha's story and Lazarus' story many, many times, I didn't realize that they were one and the same. So it's amazing how even through these readings, we are learning new things each day. Um, so the, they asked the question early in this gospel reading, um, why is one sick and not the other? So why is Lazarus sick, but Mary and Martha have gotten these gifts? Why is it that some people in our lives get cancer or have a disease or have an illness um, that is terminal. It's not fair, it seems, right? But maybe God is, is actually within them and in their spirit. Most of them, um, as you would probably know, uh, have, have a 
greater sense of love to our Lord. Um, they also have a peace and understanding that this is their plan, the plan for their life. But we are being called to learn from their lives, to not just think about our physical self, but think about our spiritual self and how we can plant God's message deep inside us and let his word resonate within us. And so if we think about that, um, that perception of our physical body versus our spiritual body, it's okay if our physical body dies because we can stay connected emotionally and spiritually with those who have passed before us. Yes, we would love more than anything um, to have that person next to us, to be able to go for a car ride with them, have dinner with them, or a simple conversation. Uh, but we're called to have a different relationship with them now that they have passed, just like um, we are being called to have that different relationship with God. So as Lazarus was very sick, um, and Jesus kind of walked away and just left him. And I think Mary and Martha were like, if you're the true Messiah, if you're here to save others, why would you just let him die? How many of us have had the same feeling about um, being angry with God um, when somebody close to us passes away? I know I have been there as well and feeling frustrated that why did, why did God have to take this person so early? But... When Jesus came back to them, he said, Do you not believe me? I told you that I will make him last. I will uh, have him last forever. And so when Jesus returns, it's four days after Lazarus has, had passed away. And he had been buried in that grave. Um, or not buried, but in, the, in that tomb. And they said, Dear Lord, why? We can't roll this away. He's been dead for four days. Imagine what that would smell like. And Jesus once again said, trust me, trust me and know that I'm the Lord. And so as he came back, he rolled away the, the stone and sure enough, there was Lazarus standing and he came to walk out and, or he was still tied up there. And so he said, untie me, let me go for I have been saved. So together, all of them together see this resurrection and they experience it. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So he had asked her once again, um, he specifically said, do you believe? And she said, yes, of course I believe. He said, then why can you not trust me? And she goes on to say that because of the uh, crowds, because of the noise in her society, in, in what she's hearing, she, she it's hard for her to hear the Lord calling her. But Jesus says back to her, but no matter what, no matter how much the crowd resounds among you, I still hear your prayers. I still hear your call. And I still know what you truly need in life. And so when he says that to her, she says, yes, dear Lord, I believe. I truly believe. And then after she sees Lazarus come back to life uh, into in, her, she then once again says, I believe. And she goes out and invites all of those others who are in the crowds to come back and see that Lazarus has risen once again. Um, and so that resurrection is what we are being called to do. We are being called to trust over and over and over again that Jesus is there with us, along with us in, that, in this journey. 
and that we will rise again, even if our body is just like Lazarus's, even if our body is full of sin or disease or all of those negative influences that are in our lives. Um, if we can't grapple with that, if we have been mean to others, if we have um, stolen something, uh, if we have um, committed adultery, if we have done any of those sins um, that we are being called not to do, know that God knows that. Know, know that God knows that we will be full of sin, but he is calling us through this resurrection through this time of Easter, to repent our sins and to let go of those things so that we can rise up. And all we have to do is plant that seed of, of the Lord within us, and then he will then help us to rise up. Let him do the work. Let God be the one to guide us, um, because it is nearly impossible at times um, to let go of that for us personally. And that is why uh, Catholics believe in confession, um, in, in doing that, because then they can help get that, that sin off of their chest. Um, and whether or not you participate in that or not, um, that is something that we are being called to do, to confess our sins to God so that we can let go of those and, and to invite God in so that we can become new again and refresh, just like um, the plants and the grass um, of, our, of our spring world here. So one thing I wanted to share as we approach Easter, um, one thing that we did in our church uh, at First Lutheran Church in Sheraton has always resonated with me. And I think it would be something at this time of isolation uh, that we could all participate in in these next few days leading up um, to Easter Sunday. So start to write down all of those sins or things that are weighing you down. Write down those things that are you, you are not proud of, that are keeping you from having that deeper relationship with God. Write those down on either one single sheet of paper, or you can write them down on individual sheets. Take each of those. Um, it's actually even more powerful if you write one per sheet of paper, um, but just write it small. And then as a family, ask your children to do the same. Ask your spouse to do the same. So write those on sheets of paper and just keep them to yourselves. You don't have to show them to anyone. You don't have to admit them to anyone. But you specifically writing them down acknowledges to yourself and to God that that is a sin and that it is something that you want to have washed away in this coming uh, Easter season and in this new uh, year. And so as we do that, keep hold of those and then either build a cross or find a, a large cross, a wooden cross that you might have um, that you could then pound into. Um, and so if you don't have one, make one uh, or find a couple of pieces of wood. Maybe it's a couple of two by fours that you could um, maybe nail together and make it look like a cross. It's okay if it's rudimentary. Um, it doesn't have to be um, exact by any means, but it's the concept of let's carry our sins to the cross. And so as a family, what you can do is take those sins and, and bring each of those sheets of paper, take them to that cross, maybe you're outdoors, and with each one, use a nail and nail that, just a, just a couple of pounds so that it would stay in. You don't have to nail the, um, hammer the nail all the way into the wood, um, but just enough for it to stick in and to nail it to the cross. And once all of you have nailed your sins to the cross, 
then you can reflect and look, look at that cross to see how many sins all of us together have. So as we have that cross and have all those sins nailed together, keep that for a few days so that you can see it and reflect on it and to know that your sins have been nailed to the cross, just like Jesus had been nailed to the cross during Holy Week. Um, and that even though he still believed in God, he was still doing good things in life, we are then asked to take our sins to the Lord. And so as we pound those on, uh, let go of those sins for you personally. After that, then on Saturday night before Easter Sunday, start a fire. Have a, have a small fire. Maybe you gather around um, and have a fire pit. Maybe you um, have a large fire and you're burning. Maybe you're, you live out on a farm and you can have a larger fire. Um, obviously, be safe with that. But then what I want you to do is rip off... Um, those sins that are written on the pieces of paper on the cross and take them to that fire and feed those to the fire and watch them burn. Watch them burn and to go up in flames because then our sins are, are gone. We are burning them and we are no longer remembering them. But also take out each of those nails from the cross and remind yourselves that even though our sins and our actions are truly impacting our Lord, and over time, if you do this from year to year, you will see that, that that cross becomes really beat up and there's a lot of holes in it, but it is still strong and it's still standing. And those sins will be washed away or burnt. At, uh, offer them as burnt offerings to the Lord. So if we do that on Saturday night before Easter, we can let go of our sins and invite God to be in our lives more holy. So as we think about that, on Easter Sunday, we will then truly be able to rise again. Despite not being able to be together, despite not being able to go to confession or participate in the Eucharist, there are still things that you can do at home as a family to come together and unite and maybe forgive one another for those sins that you have um, done maybe against one another. Um, forgive one another and rise up stronger in the end. So I hope this has been meaningful for you today. I hope this starts off your Sunday in a great new way. Um, and know that we are just one week away from Palm Sunday and Holy Week. I invite you to continue to have uh, invite God into your life, to know that by him planting that seed deep inside you, we're being called to help that have new and rebirth, just like our, our world is doing right now as we enter these spring months. So let's close today in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for continuing on this journey with us. Thank you for believing in us and, and knowing that what we have within us is all that we need to serve you. Know that we are being called to follow in your footsteps, that we are being called to forgive one another, to pray daily, to have intentional time in our lives that we dedicate to you. Help us to trust that all will be okay and that you will be there to guide us in this journey. Dear Lord, I invite you to be with those who are struggling this day and, and may not know of you. Help, help to be in their lives as well. Help us to help them know that you are with them and you are near to them and they're being called as well to invite you into their lives. Also be there with all of those who are on the front lines fighting coronavirus. 
all of those who have been uh, faced with coronavirus and are struggling for their lives, please be with them and please be with all of us to have trust and patience that all will be okay, but we are being called right now to, to self-isolate. Help us to yearn more for your, your word and to look forward to, day, to the day that we can reun, reunite and come back together as one, in one community, serving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.